Play us in, Jim. Why do you always stare at me like a serial <laughs> killer when you play that? It is so bizarre. It moves me. Ah, you just recently started doing that. Anyway, welcome to episode three of season two of After Improv, the podcast. I am your host, Tony Augusti, here with the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden true, Jim Harper, John Yar, and Heather Sniper, or Heather Anonymous. Mm. Am I the wizard? Am I the wizard? Yeah, of course you're the wizard. You want to be the maiden? (laughs) You're not the warrior. John is the warrior, clearly. Okay. What are you? I'm the reluctant hero. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I've only been waiting like four weeks for someone to ask me that question so I could deliver that perfect blow line. Thank you. As a warrior, I was totally uninterested in your... Well, that's because you're scouting ahead, looking for the danger. Anyway, uh, you know, somebody asked that we explain every week what the show is because otherwise it might be confusing. This is a podcast uh, comprised of four... Friends thrown together in an improv class and forced to make the best of a bad situation. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, we started taking class together and we kept going out to the bar and having pointless conversations and thought, hey, why not torture people and record this? Mm-hmm. So that's why we did it. And we're already in our second season, thanks to the sponsorship of... Uh, who's this week's sponsor, John? Uh, well, my sponsor this week is Young Lung once again. Oh, the beer that tastes like other beers. Yeah, we also have... Uh, PBR is our sponsor. And Cheetos. Mm, Cheetos. And Guinness. It's a combination that hipsters love. PBR, Cheetos, and Guinness. I've said it a many a time. And I'm eating the Cheetos with toothpicks. Oh, yeah, you are. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Heather, would you like to chew on a Cheeto for our sound effect? No, I will not eat a Cheeto. Never? No, I don't like them. Oh, I didn't know that. Do they make you ill? No, I don't like like fake orange cheese flavored things, but mm. except for Cheez-Its, I do like. But don't, don't you eat uh, nachos from Taco Bell? No, never. Really? Fake orange cheese? I'm not going to eat that. Wow, you, you walk the walk. Yeah. What about Cheese Whiz? No. God, no. But it sprays out of a can. Uh, I'll eat frosting out of a can. What about Kraft American Singles? No, nope. I've never had a grilled cheese, you guys. Get the fuck out of I here. I never have. You I don't like it. bitch. I, I don't mean, think... You might be the only person in Hazel Park never to eat <laughs> a grilled cheese sandwich. How do you know you don't like it if you've never eaten I don't one? like... Well, I have eaten, like... Does this go with cheese. your anal sex theory? <laughs> if you love I'll it, I'll eat it for love. Like, if I'm really in love, I'll eat it. What is that? <laughs> no, meaning, like, you don't have to have it to know you don't like it. Yeah, how come you'll try oh. anal but not a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> I don't... Okay, listen. So, I did not eat cheese when I was growing up because I, they thought I had a dairy allergy. So, I just didn't eat cheese. So when um, I realized I did not have a dairy allergy or it went away or whatever, I just didn't eat cheese. So um, Now, your parents also thought you were allergic to friendship as well, right? Because they only allowed you to play in your backyard? I had friends. Mm. They came to my backyard all the time. Are you speaking in code? No, okay. I have I real friends, and they came to my backyard. They Other were, people could were, see them, right? <clears throat> they were pigeons. Now, what brought Jonathan, them? Jonathan, Tony. I had a friend named Tony. You a, did? A friend mm-hmm. named Jonathan, a friend named Chrissy, a friend named Randy. Are these future ghosts? They're all boys. No, two of those are girls, and two of those are boys. Wait, was Tony a girl? Tony's a boy. Good. That's right. Chrissy? Chrissy is a girl. Now, what brought them to the backyard? Uh, You're supposed to say your milkshake. It was it was laying on a platter for you, Heather, and you missed it. I didn't want to say that. Why not? Because it was obvious. Are you saying milkshakes are not delicious? And I am lactose intolerant. Oh, wait a minute. That's a big wait, part of the story. You thought you your parents thought you were. That's no, not that you... no, I am lactose intolerant. I'm oh. not allergic. Then I'm why le- do you say that? Why would you just say I don't eat cheese because I'm lactose yeah. intolerant? That's not why I don't eat it. I just ate pizza. You just watched me eat it. Oh yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. How can you eat pizza if you're lactose intolerant? Because cheese doesn't have that much lactose in it. You don't know that. You just made that up. Cheese has much less lactose in it than, say, a glass of milk. I cannot drink a glass of milk. It will make me sick. But she will eat pizza because she wants it so bad. So it doesn't hurt my stomach. 
Really? Mm. So you never do you ever try taking like that pill that lactose intolerant people yes, take? Yes, I do. What about ice cream? Ice cream I eat at home by myself. And it makes you sick, but you like it. Like I'm not gonna stop eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so you literally scream for ice cream, it sounds like. No. See how I'm working all these bad jokes in here for you, Heather? Just for you. Don't look no away from jokes. Me. Yeah. No jokes, guy. That's the theme of Advance One. Don't make jokes because it's not funny. Make an emotional connection or be really good looking. That's a little backstory we're not going to explain. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, none of us made the process at uh, Planet Ant. I did not try out. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Uh, and I don't know why I dismissed you like that, but I did. Maybe it's my own residual bitterness of not making it, of which I have none. Um, like I said, I wasn't planning to try out till August. Um, and then Mike said... Just try out. And then he was one of the judges. Mike McGettigan, my teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't make it. And I was like, what was this all for, God? So when so I you'll out, know what it's like when you try out next time. That was sarcastic, Heather. Thank you. Okay. There were so many people auditioning, though. It's part of what I'm calling the great improv, improv boom in Detroit. Yeah, It's going on. It's happening. We're part of it. It's kind of annoying that it didn't hit couple months later yeah because then when we could looking down on all these people like from our positions in the launch cast or written shows and whatnot yeah. yeah that was my whole thing about i'm disappointed i didn't get in not because i wanted to be in but because i wanted to prove that i was better than other people yeah that's a healthy reason to do it that's totally totally jim yeah it is. um it's true that's what everyone's thinking but nobody's admitting what we he just admitted it and i agreed with him I'm saying that everyone thinks that way. Oh. I'm the only one saying that. No, I wanted to get in. Me too. But you said you just wanted to get in for the validation. Yeah, I wanted to get in to be better than others. Yeah, so you want to get in because it... So it's for you saying you're better than everyone else, not the fact that you're actually in a, like a class that allows you to become better, which is why I'm in it. Both. A.K.A. the noble reason. <laughs> Both. <laughs> You can't just say both. That's like saying like, oh, the card is from both of us. doesn't work on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably try again in August. And when I don't make it that time, then I'll be depressed because that was the time I was planning to try out. Then I'll be sad. No, I guess what bothers me is I think um, a lot of people that got on, like I'm technically better than them. Like I'm more of a robot, but they can, they just go crazy with characters and stuff. And maybe I'm not comfortable with that yet. Yeah. Jim is referring to improvisers are known as either robots ninjas uh or what was the third one pirates pirates, pirates yeah i was gonna say douchebags yeah. but... so robots are people that are technically good that establish uh, a lot of the scenes and they do backstory and stuff and then there is they build the, the scaffolding yeah and then um what's the other one Robots, uh, pirates. Pirates are just big characters that do crazy stuff, whatever they want. They're wacky. Wacky. I'm not very wacky. Wild cards. And the ninjas are switch in between. They can do both. No, they're actually highly trained martial artists, Jim. You got oh, that wrong. Man. Yeah. They anyway. can kill you with their vagina. That's what I learned from anime. Now, would it it's be the true. actual vagina or the labia? Uh, apparently, the it's the actual vagina. Yeah, Heather was disgusted by my... She's like, of course, the vagina. Well, I can I can move my vagina. Okay. But not... <laughs> we're we're deep, diving deeper into this, no pun intended, but continue. But I can't move my labia. Maybe that's because your labia hasn't been trained by ninjas. Yeah. It's just skin. It's not muscle. Like yeah, your vagina. You get the fan. Maybe you haven't tried hard enough. Maybe your labia are, should be called lazia. Wow. Yeah. It's just Joke. skin. You can't... Mm-hmm. Wordplay. Um, so do you do Kegel exercises? Maybe. That's a yes. Is that what you mean when you say you can move your vagina? Well, yeah. Or you, can... you mean does it can help someone like, it you know, talks. install a TV or something? <laughs> or move furniture? <laughs> you can mine no. stuff My on TV. My arms don't even move furniture. Mm-mm. But maybe your vagina could. Have My vagina is ever... probably pretty strong. Have you ever stored anything in your vagina, like weed? A gun? No. I've the never Declaration had of Independence. anything Your daily stored in there. There was an episode of Broad there City. There have been things there. in it. What do you mean? Cell phone? No. IUD? No. I want babies. Well, okay. So when you say things, you just mean penises and fingers. And tampons and... 
That was gonna get you pregnant. Is there anything that's been Fun. in there that shouldn't be in there? And don't say ex-boyfriend. That doesn't count. Uh, that shouldn't be in there? Yeah. Well, the things that weren't designed to be in there. But... You know, like an ear of corn or something? No, no vegetables. Okay. Anything alive? Nothing alive besides a person. Person. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Nothing weird. Now, Jim, uh, taking a more active role in the show, there's been a big behind-the-scenes fight about this, but Jim wants to take a more active role in the show, and I was outvoted. So go ahead, Jim, and let's do the topic you wanted to do. Oh, okay. Sorry, well, this, <laughs> this corner is called Fake Fight. This is the Fake Fight uh, portion of the podcast. I really Thanks. wanted to get behind you, Tony, but he has some material, and I just couldn't. Oh, I thought you meant something else when you said you wanted to get behind me. <laughs> See? Joke. joke. It's a joke-a-rama. Joke-a-rama. Joke, joke, okay. This was brought up in class today. Mm-hmm. It's about women in comedy. And I think uh, and I think what I noticed is there's... In beginner classes, there's a lot of girls, especially in improv, it's almost like 50-50. When we had our intro one, it was like 50-50. And I think I made a joke, but it was almost like a half joke, is that women just quit sooner that's not a half joke because you say that you've made that joke many times including in class today and it also is true about women in science science what about math they also quit Hmm. what about the girl from uh what was it growing pains tracy gold I don't know her name. Oh, no, she had the no, eating no. disorder. The, the smart, the one that's like oh, a neuroscientist. Uh, Danica McKellar. Yeah, it's Danica. Why? Well, no. It's so Ooh. sad that I know all this. No, but well, that's it's not, not sad you know about. about Danica. Winnie Cooper, guys. Yeah, I know Winnie. who that is, but I thought he was talking about Blossom because she's an actual like neuroscientist. Well, Winnie is a uh, a math. Yeah, she specialist. actually got a math, a highly advanced math degree, and she's written books on math. Okay, oh. maybe you're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying women aren't as smart or they're not as capable. I'm saying is they quit sooner. Why that's do like, you think that is? Do that's like it's... I see commercials when they're talking about, oh, um, 9 out of 10 girls are interested in science when they're in the third grade, and then when they're in the sixth grade, only 1 out of 10 is interested in science. I think they just maybe give up. And I don't know why that is, because I believe they are just as capable. It, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to record that sentence and save it for posterity. I really like that you said you that. But you're not going to like the answer I have for it. Well, I think that, you know, that improv time capsule they're talking about, I'm going to record that statement and bear Jim's statement in there for future generations. Yeah. So Jim does not hate women. I maintain that. I just think he got turned around because of that bad class. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're just as capable, but they're quitters. Hmm. That seems like a misnomer. Anyway, Heather, say what you were going to say. I was going to Now that the it. man has spoken. <laughs> well, there's a lot of factors, I think, probably that go into that. But I think society is... <laughs> oh, blame it on society. Oh, well, you think girls are just quitters? They just quit because they don't want to try hard or they don't want to work hard or They're what? They're too busy putting on makeup. And worrying about boys. Yeah. Some of them are. Yeah. Because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they should worry about themselves. And the boys will figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not the message that is sent. Listen, when there's a Barbie with a, sh- with a t-shirt that said math is hard. Like, what message is that sending? I think the message that most women get is accurate. And it's that why bother trying to accomplish anything yourself when you can just put out and someone will pay for it, whatever you want. I think that's the message women get in society. I think there, I mean, not to sound chauvinist, but I think there is a truth to that. Look, I always use the example of Jessica Simpson. Like, people always make fun of Jessica Simpson and how she's a big idiot, but she's approaching billionaire status from this clothing line. And you know, she doesn't appear that smart, and she isn't. So my point is, let's say Jessica Simpson was, you know, like 40 or 50 points higher in IQ on the IQ scale, how would her life be better in any way? There's no imperative for her to be funnier or smarter because she's really good looking. And the other stuff I think is, like people always say, there's a book by Nicholas Nassim Taleb or something, but it's called, he wrote a book called The Black Swan and he's like a economist. And he also wrote a book called Fool by Randomness. And he talks about how many things in life are, uh, come down to just like straight numbers or like statistics. Yeah. And we like to think like humans are people that search for patterns. So we want to make patterns. Like, look, here's the thing. Like for the auditions, like uh, we didn't make uh, the launch cast or the 
um, the process. Now we can sit here and say, well, I lack talent in this, or I lack talent that, but we don't control it. I mean, even with judges, a lot of those results come down to completely random things that we have no control over and we'll never know about. But we mm -hmm. don't like to think that because it makes life seem pointless. Like yeah. no matter what we do, it's the idea of predestination that our lives are determined for us. I think you hit on something with uh, about statistics too, because I think statistically as a woman, how much effort would you have to be into being a successful neuroscience versus just putting on some makeup and sucking dick and to get the same amount of money? Ultimately, you're going to yeah, put on it, makeup. You're it, not going to go to college. Yeah, but then it goes to satisfaction. Not every girl can do that. Just like, I mean, not to say guys don't benefit from being good looking either, but I think that women, I think it's actually harder if you're a really good looking girl to be successful in any industry. To, if you're like, a really good looking girl, why would you want to be successful? Well, you can just marry a billionaire and you can get you can get it that way. You can, but I also think that there's a big emphasis on people in America to like, earn their way you know like the american dream meaning like they don't i mean that's not an overt lesson like they don't tell girls they used to right you know where they you say find a good husband but now it's more like find a career then find a good husband have some kids i, I think they push the message more and that's where you see now no more like girls being emphasized to study science and math even if those numbers are low and i think in improv and comedy i think to me, it's just a numbers game. There's just less women doing it, and now there are more. So you're going to see more women in it. But um, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's someone uh, that does improv that's really good looking and that all of us agree we're not very impressed by because yeah. she just seems to do the same things over and over without changing. And I think in improv, they call that stage presence. I guess, but what I'm saying is I feel a little sorry for her because... She's not getting, I don't think she's getting really any incentive to change. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, true. she's selected for things. So how is she supposed to know that? Oh, what I, because no one's, you know, because I mean, I've done this too. If a girl is like super hot, you know, and like she makes a joke, I'll be like, ha ha ha, you're so yeah. funny. You know, like, and it's not true. You know, it's like, it's just, they're good looking. You're like, oh, you're so good looking. You're so adorable. That's why we say to girls in their dating profiles, Heather and I have talked about this, uh, like any girl, no matter how hot you are, you know, or how ugly, they all do this picture in their dating profiles where they make like a goofy face and they think it makes them look like quirky or whatever. And I'm telling you, it just looks dumb. I told you to take that picture. I out. deleted it yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's good because no guy looks at that and goes, oh, you know, she's quirky. You know what I mean? And I, you know what I mean? Like, and that girl we're talking about, if she did that face, I would be equally as annoyed. You know what I mean? But maybe not equally annoyed, but you know what I mean? I mean, I would be equally annoyed. It's just like, yeah. it doesn't do anything because it's like guys don't i mean they, if they look for a girl that's quirky it's not in the face it's, it's by them saying something and most I, guys don't even care about that i to think be ultimately it comes down to being an animal it ultimately comes down to sex and women get sex through being pretty and guys get sex through being accomplished yeah that's why i think comedy also attracts fucked up people you know because you don't have to be fucked up to be funny or like to pursue comedy or i think improv less so but i think the reason you find uh, I think people that are funny learned at some, at some point in their lives to have a different perspective, you know, something threw off their perspective and either it was they had something fucked up happen to them. They're just a fucked up person. You know what I mean? There's some incident where it's like it made them look at things differently. And I think as soon as people start laughing at you, you start finding that pattern and you start being funny. It's like a learned thing. It's not natural. Well, I would I will ask all of you, like starting with John. Were you, are you considered funny by your friends? And have you always been considered funny by your friends? Uh, I would say yes. So from a very young age. Heather? I, was n I don't think I was funny when I was younger. I was very shy. Was it something you worked at, being funny? No, it just happened one day. I think I got less shy and more confident, and I said the things that I had previously just thought. I think alcohol helped. In okay. college. Did this happen after you ate that Cheerio off the alley I was floor? funny before that. So okay. were you funny before you started drinking? You know, it's a long time ago. I mean, think back to eighth grade. Come on. I did not start drinking until I was 19, actually. Oh, Canada? No. 
just for the record, this podcast is recorded in the Detroit area, and uh, you can drink at age 19 in Windsor. For all of our listeners uh, listening, oh, yeah. like from California or Hawaii or Guam. Right, right. Yeah. No, we had a friend that was 21, so she bought us alcohol. Would you buy somebody for, uh, would you buy alcohol for a 19-year-old right now? No, not right now. Wow. I'm too old. Interesting. Jim, were you considered funny as a child? And uh, when do your friends consider you funny? I know you said you don't have any close friends by choice. Um, <laughs> you said it. Yeah, my friends. Do you not want to share that? I can edit that out. My friends have always considered me funny. I've been in funny since I was a kid. I knew it since I was a kid. Were you the funniest person in your family? Or what? did your family yes. encourage and acknowledge your humor? Like, were they like, oh, Jim, he's funny? Or you make your parents laugh or no? Um, well, I was, I'm the third child out of four. So I think that's a way of, um, like, definitely self-defense. You know, when um, you can make a joke and get out of, like, stuff. Mm. And getting attention, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but also in school, it's like you can, you get a lot. That's the most feedback you get, like, positive feedback-wise, is when you can make a class laugh. I remember, like, making the entire class laugh in the second grade. And, you know, that's, like, a really good feeling. Were you considered, like, a class clown type? Yeah, I'd say so. I think so. Really? Like, you don't strike me. Because usually, like, class clown types, I would... Like categorizes wacky to some extent, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't seem wacky to me. And I don't mean that as a. Co- I actually mean that as a compliment. Yeah. I think like I never. I'd say I was I was a class clown in elementary school, and not in high school, and then not in junior high. Definitely not in high school. Okay, I would say I was actually not considered funny as a child. Like I was around funny people that would play horrible pranks on me, including my parents. Like, <laughs> and I think that really shaped my. Uh, I think I told you the story, like my parents would like joke about getting divorced until me and my sister would start crying. And then uh, I also had a friend who had an older brother and he would have people, there's a couple really horrible pranks he played on me. I don't know if I ever told these, but uh, his name was Anthony. And one prank, um, I was probably about six years old. Uh, yeah, six or seven. And so I went over to their house. They lived nearby. And uh, he said, he came and was like, hey, there's a call for you. You know, I'm like, what? You know, like I'm six years old. And he's like, yeah, you got a call. I'm like, hello. And he's like, is this Tony? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, Tony, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why? He's like, I, you don't have to know why. I'm just going to kill you. And then I just started like screaming and crying. And then my friend's dad yelled at him, you know. And then, because really, he just called his friend and he was talking to him. He's like, okay, this kid Tony's here. Just tell him you're going to kill him. Yeah. And then, like, another time I was over at their house and this guy Anthony would look at the calendar and be like, oh, man, it's going to be, like, March 15th soon. You know what day that is. I'm like, what? He's like, the world is ending on March 15th. You didn't know that? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the whole, like, all, we're all going to be dead. And then I just started crying, you know? Because yeah. like, he, would, he would just say it's so deadpan, you know, which is my style of humor now. And, uh... Yeah, so I think that's what shaped a lot of my humor. So you admired him. Yeah, because it was true. Like, I would cry, but then I would also be like, that's a good joke. You know what I mean? Like, like even at that age. Because I saw everybody was like, oh, Anthony, you're an asshole for doing that to a kid. Because he was probably like in like seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, you know? So old enough to know a little better. But everybody would laugh at them too. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's the best kind of humor where you can like, like, kind of like almost put someone down, but they're like, God, that was fucking funny, you know? So. Yeah. But there was also this kid that was, he was, his name was Joey, and he was the funny guy in our group. I remember this moment very clearly, like in sixth grade, we were somewhere, and uh, a bunch of my friends were like, oh man, Joey's here, you know? And they were so excited, you know? And I was excited too, and I was like, man, nobody's excited when I show up somewhere, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Joey's so funny, and I was like, I want to be as funny as Joey. And probably from that point in sixth grade, I started like observing more and trying to be funny. Yeah. And that's... That's what happened. That's why I'm not a doctor, guys. Yeah. I focused on the wrong things. <laughs> I think um, I think going back to like the first time I ever, like I said, in the second grade, I remember uh, like the teacher left the classroom and I turned around and this girl that I kind of liked in front of the whole class. I asked her uh, if she would marry me. It was the second grade and I knew she was going to say no. Yeah. And I knew it was going to get a huge laugh and it did. <laughs> and it nailed it. That's awesome. awesome. Nailed it. Yeah, totally yeah. rejected. Yeah. Yeah. You're it. like, no, I guys. Lo- I, I loved it, though, because it wasn't about her. It was about getting that laugh from the audience. Yeah. But did you have another topic, Jim? The what? Did you have another topic <laughs> in your book? You said you wrote down more than one thing. No, that was it. Oh, it was? Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a second topic. The other thing was just a note from class. Um, 
Bob said, as a game for a scene, uh, do the simple but impossible task. Oh, yeah. That's a good game. Yeah. Uh, John is fighting a cold, fighting the good fight. Uh, he's here despite being... How did you describe it in class? Um, I was just rolling around in my own sickness. Yeah, for most of the week. That was a great way to put it. And It got a lot of disgusted looks, which I appreciated. Yeah, I always say I want a reaction. I don't really care if it's a laugh. If it's like disgust, I'm mm. just as fine with that. Yeah. Uh, but then John spent yesterday baking cookies and didn't come to Planet Ant because he was sick. And so he didn't bring cookies today. He forgot. So the glutton in me is a little disappointed, but, that, the, but the germ freak in me is a little relieved. Is that what you do when you get sick? Is you make cookies? No, I told uh, some people I'd make them last week, so I was making them. Mm. And you don't have to worry because I have good kitchen cleanliness. I'm Surf Safe certified. Oh, nice. But, you know, my, germ, my germophobia, it may be a little more exaggerated. I might exaggerate a little more than... I'm not that bad, you know, but... You said I could lick your face. So that's true. Mm. You could. So it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm reconsidering that. You would regret but, it. But you know, part of why I like my dog, my greyhound boss, who's yeah. laying here being a good he boy. He doesn't lick. He doesn't lick faces. And sometimes, like, like I'll be petting him, and then he like moves his head forward, and his nose touches my lip, and I get so fucking grossed out. I'm like, oh, it's disgusting. I kiss my cat on the mouth every day. Oh, mm. that's so disgusting. You With know, they lick their, yeah, they lick their genitals. Yeah. Heather just shrugged her shoulders. She's been there. Heather, what did you say about your impression about women in comedy? Yeah, that's a good topic to go back to, actually. Well, I wasn't really talking about women in comedy. We were talking about... Do you think, on average, women are as funny as men, or do you think women aren't as funny as men in general? Not, not, not When I say in general, I mean in the entertainment community. I'm not just talking about in the real world. Because in the real world, I think women are far less funnier than men. Because there's no imperative for them to be funny. But when it comes to things like improv and comedy, I think they're just as funny as men because they're actually trying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I mean. Like, it's about, it's about following. Most people in life, they just follow the path of least resistance. And a guy mm-hmm. being funnier and getting girls that way is a lot less hard than actually working hard, like, and getting a tough job and making a lot of money. Same thing with women, though. There's no imperative. They're not going to get sex out of being funny as much as they're just going to be good looking. True. That's so true. That's what I mean. It's just about doing the easiest thing to get the most reward out of it. That's how people work. So, Heather, that was a great answer. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm funny because it's too hard to be pretty. No, you're pretty, Heather. I'm telling you, there's plenty of guys that would bang you. I, but that's a good point. Yeah. A lot of girls are like that, though. What? They're funny because it's it gives them an edge up without being pretty. You know, if it's oh, not. Oh, yeah, but that's I'm true. Still kind of pretty. Also low self-esteem. Yeah, I know. Low self-esteem. That's really hot, Heather. Believe in yourself. I met low self-esteem is a reason they get funny because they oh, don't yeah. think they're pretty. That's true. They don't realize that they just have to have a vagina. But we've also said, too, like in comedy, that um, on both sides, you don't see anybody that's really like hot. Though someone was saying that... Um, that's true. Even like a Dane Cook, you see pictures of him and he's not yeah. good looking. I mean, some people <laughs> might argue Eddie Murphy is like really good looking. I don't. He just seems neutral to me. And I guess, did you guys see the new host of the Daily Show, Trevor Noah? I, I like only Trevor. saw he's part funny. of his face, and it looked cute. Yeah, they were like somebody was saying that he's really hot, but apparently he was tweeting stuff about uh, Jews, like making Jewish jokes. Oh, um, like two years ago or three years ago. And then Comedy Central's thing was, don't judge him on those old tweets. I was like, that is the worst defense ever to say that. Yeah. I've Tweet. seen his stand-up special. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen it too, and he is really good. But I want to see his face. Heather's going to look up his face. Get your face close Don't to do the any mic. weird stuff in front of us, Heather. Yeah. What does that mean? Just as soon as you see his face, give us your reaction. Oh, my God. He's playing the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> We're all waiting now to see. What yeah. Okay. She's laughing. Oh, sh- 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 okay. So that's my... That's no. my s- we we, we got to get Heather's reaction. I do like his face. Is he hot? I think so. Wow. Okay. Uh, so he's the exception to the rule, guys. Well, I oh, think no. I think Aubrey Plaza is hot. Oh, he has hot. dimples, you guys. Yeah. What? He has dimples. Oh. He's got dimples, everybody. I will say about Aubrey Plaza that I thought she was a stand-up comedian because I saw that movie Funny People. Mm. And she explained later that she just did stand-up for the movie because the director made them all do stand-up. Right. And then she said she did it a couple times after that, and then she stopped doing it. Yeah. So I don't consider her a true stand-up. She's an improv 
person. Oh, is she? Yeah. She's I don't consider really improv pretty. the same as uh, stand up, though. I think no, it's I know. It's not the same, but it's still comedy. Yeah, that's true. It's Jenny of, Slate, I was watching her the other day and I was like, damn. I find her very attractive. She comes from a she's very from wealthy family. 90210, that girl? No, you're thinking of Jenny Garth. Oh, yeah. I hate myself for knowing all this stuff. I really do. Uh, Jenny Slate was on SNL. She uh, was in the Kroll show. I don't like her face as much as that last girl. What? Nassim Pedrad might be the, the hottest chick to ever be on SNL. I'd like to state that for the record. I think I know who she is. She's F. But I've, or but I've seen her on like talk shows and stuff, and she doesn't She's very come pretty. off as funny. No, I thought she did great characters. She, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I never saw her on a late night talk show appearance, but her characters on SNL I thought were top notch. I agree. All right, Heather, you can stop. You have to participate in the pod ta- podcast. Now. I don't know who any of those people were, so that's I was looking oh, them all okay. up. Okay, sorry, what Heather. Is- why do you think women quit improv? At a much higher rate than men. Bear in mind that you are a woman. What may, Why do you think that you stuck with improv and all your female sisters, uh, as opposed to male sisters? Yeah, they abandoned you. Well, if your reasoning is correct, some of them left because they were pretty and didn't have to be funny. Yeah, there are right? a couple of those. I should say I wasn't in the intro class with Jim, John, and Heather. There so. were some of those. Yeah, okay. Because so I'll take their word for it that they were hot. <laughs> Apparently, one of them was the daughter of a hockey player. Don't mention his name. I don't know his name. Okay, good. And then, uh, okay, so, but not all of them were hot, correct? One was a mom and a teacher, so she... So, wait a minute, Heather. A mom and a teacher can't be hot? Yes. That's pretty chauvinistic. I'm really <laughs> offended could. by that. I did not personally find her hot because she was... A mom and a teacher? Oh, but, like, older. Hmm. I think you revealed your own bias against your sisters. Yeah. Because I wasn't attracted to that one lady? Yes. Hater. So wait, you always look at a female's attractiveness in terms of whether you're attracted to her? So like if somebody's really beautiful, you always think of, oh, I could be with her? Or you can't just look at someone and say like, I, for example, could look at George Clooney and say, there's a handsome man, but I would never want to be with him in any way, even if I drank a lot and thought about it and nobody would ever find out. But it's different because I would be with a girl. Yes. So what's the answer? An older woman who was a teacher and a mother. Would I be with an older teacher mother? Yes. But in I feel like in your mind that you can when you say teacher and mother that it's like a pejorative. Like you're like that's kind of a put down. Yeah, it's degrading. No, I was saying that she you said those as reasons that you're not attracted to her. That's how no, you put that's it. not what I said. I said, what I said was, Why didn't were all the women <laughs> in the class, so they weren't all uh, they didn't attractive. All... And then you said, yeah, like one of them was a mother and a teacher. That's I... your word. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Okay. Those two girls left because they were pretty and didn't have to be funny. And then I was going to... Is that to true? Con- I mean, is that... Not, Why they left? I don't know. Not to my reasoning, but according to your reasoning. What? That's why they left because they were. Why do you think they left, Heather? Well, I think the one girl left because she was doing other stuff like being in plays and going to Europe, and I think the other girl left because she was terrified every time we did anything. Oh, so she wasn't enjoying it. She was actually going to grad school. Yeah, she didn't really seem that terrified. Oh, that's a good reason to quit. (laughs) Yeah, but she didn't seem terrified. Why did you immediately assume that she was scared? She did seem terrified because I stood right next to her backstage before the show and comforted her. Oh. Going on like going on stage for the first time is different than like being scared every single time you go out to do a scene. Unless they put a pole there to make her feel more comfortable. <laughs> I'm just guessing, like I said, I wasn't in the class, so with that like stripper reference though, right? What? <laughs> what else could that be, Jim? I didn't mean like someone of. It Polish was a fireman. Did you think it was someone of like Polish descent I'd put out there? Like, oh my god! I don't know why these women why quit the class. <laughs> Maybe we should ask them. That would be a good. You know, could we get one of your former classmates? Yeah, are you friends on Facebook with them and ask them why you quit? One of them, I am. Okay, so let's say, and then what about the guys that didn't follow through with it? 
Well, maybe they just didn't like it. They, they weren't into it. it. They were just trying it out and then decided that's not something they wanted to do, which could be the same reasons that the women quit. Right? My theory is just that men don't get a lot of positive um, affirmation or whatever, positive reinforcement. Validation. Yeah. Men don't get any validation in their life at all. Women get it all the time. They talk to their friends about it. They go to the bar and they talk to their <coughs> gay friends about it. They go to guys and they get validation through guys who want to do them and stuff. You think it's hard to be a woman. Guys don't get any validation in their lives whatsoever. That's well, why they try to be successful, and most of them fail. But I didn't get validated for at least 13 years in a row. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I love to validate a couple times a week or every day if I could, but you know, you just can't validate all that. I mean, there's some people that can validate every day, but... Yeah, I just don't like how you think it's so hard to be a woman. Well, I think, Jim, that's your personal feelings, you know, imputing on what should be an objective conversation. What I want to say is... Is that, but guys do get validation, but it's for different things. You know, like if you're good at sports or like, like men are validated for their achievements, yeah. whereas women are validated for their looks, generally speaking. And it's so true. what happens right? is men reach the apex of their power when, you know, when they talk about how men age better than women. I mean, that's not, that's not really true. I mean, they age the same as women, but what's valued about them tends to accumulate later in life mm -hmm. whereas woman like a woman like they like she might hit her peak at 21 or 22 in terms of looks I'm sorry heather <laughs> we just let off an audible gas not, not you everybody. heather not, not anybody. i still look 22 so yeah, whatever i thought you were like 22 when i or like younger when i first met you and then you told me you're 29 i'm like wow you're living right and then i saw how much you drank and i'm like you are not living right <laughs> at all this is all about the going back to my randomness uh discussion but um so that's why you see a lot of older men with younger women as opposed to uh, like young older women with younger men. So women are generally, again, I'm speaking in very general terms here. Women are attracted to power and achievement. Men are attracted to looks. A man would date a woman that didn't have a good job or you know a good future if she was enormously hot. Whereas right. a woman like would... But he wouldn't do the opposite. He wouldn't date a girl that was not very attractive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's only that. So let's say there was a girl that, you know, was a billionaire. You know what I mean? Most guys wouldn't care. You know, there's a small minority of guys right. that would date her because of that. But uh, there's a lot more women that would date someone, a guy just because he was a billionaire. I think it, it breaks down to guys want sex and women want kids. No, I think... But I think that's a, that's a truth among animals in the natural world. And I don't understand why people try to exclude themselves for it just so they can throw a parade for themselves or some shit. What? <laughs> Lots of women right. don't want kids. They just want money. Yeah, and a lot of women like... I think that women's like love of sex is vastly underrated. I think we hear a lot of like horror stories and things like that. But I think there's a lot of people like Heather, that have a healthy attitude towards sex and aren't shy about stating their desire to have it. I think that's fine. because I also think that that's another thing. is like part of a woman's attractiveness is appearing as virginal as possible. That's another thing our society plays up. And so like a woman that has a, a sex with a lot of different partners is looked down upon because it makes, makes her seem less virginal. Right. Not for me. I like, I like them broken in. You know what I mean? Like when I first, if I, I once dated a virgin, I folded her up like a catcher's mitt and I wedged her under my bed for like three months and then I had sex with her. Just to break her I in. I cut that one out. <laughs> Heather didn't get it because Heather doesn't sports. Oh yeah, that's right. That's how you break in a catcher's mitt. Oh, okay. okay. I had no idea But Jim and John didn't laugh either, so maybe it's out of resentment. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? You got to fail sometimes. I've just got a very good success rate. I was just too busy looking at Heather's face, her yeah. horrified face. I didn't. Don't make sports jokes. I don't get it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's your worst category in trivia crack. It's right? my very worst. It reminds me every time. Yeah, I'd like to commend John here because he kind of got us back on track when we were kind of like devolving. He was like, we should go get back on track. And I think this is a more highbrow conversation. I feel mm -hmm. proud that we have this discussion, even though it kind of revealed our own like, I don't know, uh, biases. Like this could prevent me from getting a job. I don't, I don't think uh, my opinion is um, a bias. I think I just try to break it down to... Like the pure fundamental of it. I mean, I think there is a <coughs> biological part 
to that. I'll agree with that. I don't understand how you can say that. I mean, it's true about other animals. Yeah, and we're no, I'm animals. saying I we agree to, with you. But yeah, see, here's the thing. We have awareness. You know, uh, like you can't compare us directly to animals because animals are right. much more driven by pheromones. And I think, no, I think we're driven exactly the same, but our awareness allows us to deny a lot of the truth. Yeah, but it, but see, what I'm saying is like society crafts a lot of those attractions. So, for example, like in some African nations, like uh, I saw it on National Geographic. What do you want from me? Uh, but there's these women where they value women that are very like heavy. And there's like a whole ritual where they go into this t- like hut. And they, there's like over a period of months before they get, a woman gets married, they fatten her. So they feed her like all these like fattening things. And the fatter the woman is, the more prosperous she's considered and the more desirable she becomes to a man. Yeah. Now that's probably out of whack with like the rest of the world. That's what I'm saying about consciousness is it allows us to develop things that are not true. Whereas I'm trying to break it down to like the fundamental things that are true is that women want children and men want to have sex. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think I also I'd like to have kids. and everything builds off of that. All the other truths and untruths and consciousness and awareness build off of those fundamentals. Yeah, I but think there's that, a lot more instincts than just those two. And there's say, yeah, that's that's the point I'm trying to make, too, is that that's why you can't uh, compare it to animals, because there's so much more leeway in between those fundamentals. You know what I mean? Like Even just two. animals too, like they don't just want sex; they also want territory, they security, want food, provisions, and all those things break down to sex. The more food you have, the more sex you can have. The more territory you have, the more sex you can have. It's all about reproduction. That's the only reason that the world is the way it, it is. It may lead to reproduce. reproduction, but that's not what the instinct tells the, the animal. There's yeah, more. it is. The animal doesn't think I need this territory for reproduction. Yeah, it does. The animal just knows that it needs territory. It's an instinct. To reproduce. Yeah. The animal doesn't know that. Uh, Jim is right in that. I mean, in times of famine, there'll be less reproduction, especially in like herd Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the animal is not aware enough to know that it. It's not aware like we could be aware of it. It's not about awareness, though. It's about fundamental genetic programming. Right. But it's fundamentally it wants territory doesn't mean automatically that it also is like sex yeah that's why it wants territory for sex some animals will kill other animals even of uh, breeding nature if it comes into its territory in the wrong season it's about sex <laughs> I kind I'm of glad agree you with totally that. ignored I, I, no, that I kind of agree with Jim I mean I don't disagree with that but I'm just saying that there's so many more factors in human reproduction Versus animal reproduction. I'm not I'm saying, saying even thing. in animal reproduction, it's more complicated than that. I don't think it is more complicated than that because even in human reproduction, it's about having a good job and a career and a, and a partner is so you can raise a child and so that child can reproduce. It's all about reproduction. That's what genetic biology is about. There's a lot more breeding about. strategies. Okay, if that is true, why is it that reproduction rates are falling across the globe? The number of people getting married is falling even as society grows ever more like complex and wealthy and more people are either they're having less children they're putting it off longer and or they're not having children at all if what you're saying is true why are all those things decreasing if not for the influence of society because it's about percentages about having um successful offspring if you can have a child when you're later and when you're more successful then they're more likely to be successful as a child, but and pe- reproduce. People aren't having children at all, though. In lower, I mean, reproduction rates are falling all across the globe. How do you explain that? It's not a biological reason; it's a social reason. True. Okay. Okay. Jim agreed with something I said, guys. That's a momentous occasion. I this I'm still, I'm still waiting for that. <sighs> well, I, it'll happen for you, John and Heather, one day. I did see on a certain website that uh, certain pesticides may be... Uh, yeah, I saw that on Reddit, too. Strawberries, right? Yeah. God damn you, John. Why do you look at Reddit so much? Okay. I think we got a little <laughs> bit off point on uh, what we're talking about women in comedy. I think more women should be in comedy because I like being a scene partner that is attractive. Well, let me let me ask you this. Have I've, any of you, all three of you, ever thought at any point in your life that women, me, when I say women in comedy, like not just in general, like women in uh, comedy or entertainment were less funny than men and your, your mind was changed? J- uh, Jim, I'll start with you because you look the most unsure. Yeah, I'm unsure because I can never recall a time when I thought women were not as funny. Okay. 
Heather? I think there were Heather? far less of them, but I never thought yeah. they were less funny. Heather? Yeah, I don't think I know as much, like as many comedians as you guys probably do. Well, you're a girl. So... <laughs> But I, I find, I find men and women comedians funny in different ways. Name a female comedian that you like. I like, like, Kathy Griffin and Chelsea Handler. John just looked at me and shook his head as soon as you said it. (laughs) But I don't watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of comedy. I just don't. And those are like. So John, like, so you're I just thought it was so funny that she picked the most catty, backstabbing examples. Yeah. So you just like comedians who are available. Yeah, I haven't. I. So when Chris Rock got divorced, did that make it more attractive to you? When what? Chris Rock got a divorce. Did you know that? No. Does it make it more attractive to you now that you know that? No. Oh, there goes that theory. John, what about you? Did you ever think like? women were or men were funnier than women at some points and then you change your mind or how do you feel i mean you said now you think they're the same like a woman can i've be always just thought as as they're just as funny yeah i thought so too like i hear this a lot but you know there was a documentary on netflix called uh women aren't funny i think i told you guys about it yeah and if you watch this documentary you will agree that women are not as funny as men because i think it's a shitty documentary uh just the way it was put to someone that, that, together who was the... She's a comic and the wife of a comic. She's one of my favorite female comics. Really? When she was younger. Uh, now she hasn't done a lot of stand-up lately. But okay, I know she had a kid. She's like, a great joke writer. Like one-liners, oh, two-liners. Yeah, really great. Okay, because I saw her in this documentary and I was like, you, she's not very good. Like she's proving, you know, this This whole theory is she's basically proving because she's like doing all this stuff and I'm like, this is not funny at all, you know? But I think that... I've never thought that. I've always thought that, well, hey, boss. Boss, you want to sniff the mic? Come on. Three episodes in a row. Oh, that's a good sniff, boss. You are so good. Um, people like it when boss sniffs the mic universally. Like and now he just shook. Like he, When he stretches, he shakes like he's like a wet dog like getting out of a pool, but he's not wet. I don't know why he does that. But he loves John because John has a way. John's got a way with doggies. That's a Billy Joel song. Oh, boss. You're so good. Oh, now he's chattering his teeth, too. He really likes John. So, Heather, you like the female comedians that you can name, and that's about it. I openly admit that I have not sought out a lot of comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure there's many other ones that I do like much more than the two that I could name. But that all comes back to the maybe the point we have personally is that because there are a lot fewer women in comedy... That they get more opportunities, and the ones that aren't as technically good, they make it further. Yeah, well, do you think... I mean, I think there should be more women in comedy. I think there's probably more women out there that aren't... Don't feel encouraged to do it, you know what I mean? Or don't feel motivated to do it. I think yeah. it's, it's probably a combination of both, but I think definitely you could be better for, from the diversity. You know, like... I don't just mean that in a bullshit way. Like, I've noticed that too, like... I forgot where I was. Oh, I was like, there, we were at Go Comedy today, and there was an Indian girl there, you know, that I had met before at the launch auditions. I'm like, man, more than any, like, even more than journalism, I see so few Indians in improv. It's crazy. I thought I would have run into more of them, but really, I run into, like, two people that, that are Indian that do improv, which kind of surprised me. I thought there would be more. But I also understand society, like, socially, like... Indian kids are not allowed to like they're not encouraged at all to like pursue like if I started doing all this stuff while I was in college my parents would have had a much different reaction they would have been like study you know get you but now like I got a degree and stuff they're like hey it's great you know yeah um even though they still didn't laugh at the student show yeah well I gave you a taste of their brutal brutal humor they were very brutal your dad didn't even want to give a suggestion yeah he's like I'm not fucking around with this God, that was so brutal. Anyway. Your dad could have been like, divorce. Yeah, exactly. I divorced your mom when you weren't looking. Yeah, his English isn't that great anyway, but uh, they're coming back from India in a couple of weeks. So anyway, they might make it in time for our class show. Um, Let's see. Do we want to, I don't know, do you want to wrap it up? Is there anything anybody else wanted to uh, bring up class-wise? or Oh, you know, one thing I want to talk about is at Planet Ant, there was a heckler on Monday. (laughs) 
This bitch, man. I miss the heckler. Oh, John. This is really a classic. I mean, even compared to like, I've seen uh, stand-up hecklers, some of them pretty bad. Yeah. And this woman was right up there with them. Well, her hecklers weren't... She was. She had zero regard for the performers, which she, I consider heckling. And she wasn't yelling at the performers. She was thinking out loud, super loud. No, one time mm-hmm. she was directly addressing them. Like, one time, because okay. she was too drunk to realize that they couldn't. They they could hear. Yeah. Her. So Planet Ant is a very small fifty seat theater in Hamtramck, Michigan, and uh, the way the seating was set up for the show, it was almost like, uh, like in the a, ra- in the round. Yeah, I was gonna say in the round, but it was really in the three quarters of a round so a u-shape yeah like a u-shape like a traditional stage usually it's like more like bleacher seating like a like a high school gymnasium but a very small one anyway this woman was there and so the two guys started performing and probably about like five minutes six minutes into their 20 minute set she turned to the person next to her and just said in like without whispering or anything and it's a very small theater like it's like yeah these two guys are like doing a scene and it's not very interesting you know like she just said it at full volume she said it's just like two funny friends just bullshitting or something yeah something to that effect <laughs> and but it was like putting it down and they were just like they incorporated it into the scene they're like oh what is that some noise you know and then later on when the home team was performing they were doing really well and they had just had like a really high energy scene and they cut to a new scene scene you know and the girl's like you guys are ruining it for me (laughs) (laughs) and then uh garrett uh, who performs there is pretty funny he was just like he just got on like like squatted down almost a little bit like put his like bent over put his hands on his thighs and he's like what the fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) he's staring straight at her just staring at her like he was like trying to give him an angry face and then saying i'm just kidding but he was more joking but they they incorporated her because she kept talking throughout the throughout the show and they're like saying oh this annoying bitch and stuff like that but um i that's the first time i've seen that level of heckling at an improv show i've seen kind of milder heckling at planet ant never really at go comedy i don't see the only heckling i seem to see is um like maybe somebody gets really drunk on like a weeknight or people that they know in the audience like you know like other improvisers like especially when like uh pete goes up there people will call out shit like stupid suggestions you know <laughs> like just being an asshole so um yeah that was that was really interesting watch and they handled it really well yeah and then i think mcgettigan went out there during one scene when she was talking to her friend and he did the i'm gonna close this window right here because there's some tramps outside yeah that's right and that was funny too but she just did not get it. Like, her friends apologized yeah. for her after the show. Her friends and then, were shushing her. Yeah. And she was like, what? And what? then by the end of the show, they're really telling her to be quiet. And she was... I could read her lips. She's saying, fuck them. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Like, it was not her fault. The performers were responsible for all of it. Yeah, that was the thing. She had zero shame about it. I was like, how is somebody so unaware? That's the thing that fascinates me. Yeah. Like, if everybody around you is telling you, hey don't do that it's not cool and so like no it's totally cool you know i'm i'm right you're wrong and the girls that were with her had the grace to apologize they're like sorry and i really wish i had heard this they sh- one girl said she's our something co-worker and then she said she's really and i thought i don't know if she said she's really cool like nice or she's really annoying i want to think <laughs> it was the latter because it's like that's happened to me where you take like a co-worker somewhere and they're like annoying as fuck and you're like this is why i don't hang out with people from work yeah that's why i work from home now guys just kidding shout out to the detroit news there are a lot of people there that i like truly but some annoying fuckers <laughs> like the one from today yeah we're not gonna say his name but no. i imitated somebody from class but you know it's funny anybody that i work with listening to the podcast if i said i imitated from somebody with work from work they all knew who i'm talking about because <laughs> that's all we did in the office was spend time imitating this person and their merry their many foibles you seem like you had a lot of practice yeah <laughs> i mean i've been working on that character for going on eight years you know because it's like all the shit would like he would do all the shit like fall asleep and whatnot even by saying fall asleep i could get fired i mean like i don't know but everyone knows who i'm talking about but uh, he was just so annoying and appropriate, and he was busted for. I'm, I'm not going to say any of this stuff. I'll tell you off mic because I'll probably get like sued or something. But anyway, there's all this, all these reasons he should have been fired many years ago, and he never has. Like, even the version I gave you today is just like skimming the surface of the creepiest stuff he did. Yeah. Like, uh, let me. I don't know if I want to. I'm not going to pause it, but just remind me. Rem- <laughs> remind me to tell you about the sweatpants. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, and I'll tell you that. <laughs> So yeah, I, I 
And you guys actually might, if you spend any time in, well, sweatpants and Royal Luxe. See, now this is the thing. I have all these stories that I want to tell you that I can. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to tease the audience. Let's just say I worked with this guy. And, uh, and some people in our class, uh, I don't know if I should say that either. I'm not going to say that either. Because <laughs> I, I believe in the strict policy of don't call out people if they can't defend themselves. And uh, maybe we should have a guest on here. I've been thinking, uh, let's have a guest. Okay. Do you want to have somebody from uh, class? Because I thought we could ask like someone from class to come. Mm. Um, <laughs> she just wants to have someone on that she wants to get with. No. I would say that we should try and get some Planet Ant yeah. people in here. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is, A, are they willing to do it? And B, are they acceptable to bring into my house? Yeah. If this, is, say, if this is set up as portable enough, we house. could probably ask them. And do it after the show on a Monday night because they all just hang up, hang oh, out they do? upstairs anyway. Oh, they do. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought they like had to go. Like they had to. No, they don't go they anywhere. They just hang out upstairs. Oh, okay. So we could interview. Yeah, this is pretty portable. I mean, we could do some interviews, like straight up interviews with. Yeah, them. if you, I mean, if we wanted to do a straight up interview, we wouldn't even need this whole mixer. We could just do the mic and the iPad, yeah. or with that other mic. But or I mean. It's not that hard to move the mixer. It's just, it's really harder to move this stuff. But we, if we just had two handheld mics. Just hold them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Heather, do you think you're better? I'm going to close the show with this question. Unless anybody, John, do you have a fact? Um, you kind of mentioned the strawberries. So it was a good one. Yeah, we'll do strawberries. Uh, 70% of Australian strawberries are sprayed with a pesticide that's been banned in every other country in the world. And what's the effect that it has on men's reproductive organs? Uh, it lowers their sperm count by about 49%. Mm-hmm. Whose job is it to count the sperm? Has anybody ever considered that? A scientist. Why are you pointing at Heather? I count them. It's her job <laughs> to count taste. the sperm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn, Heather. That's what a... was your question for me? You know what? I'm not even going to ask it. That's Aww, a great way to end okay. the podcast. Uh, oh, do you think you're better um, drunk or sober as an improviser? Oh. Honest answer. I think I'm better sober, but... I don't know. What do you think? You've seen it both ways. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's too hard when I'm drunk. Maybe if I was like two beers, but not four beers. You know, it's a weird thing because you did say after, usually you're very reluctant to go up and Mm -hmm. perform. That's just a fact. Yeah. And it's always like a big like to do. And I I bought out of that or sold out of that. Like I said yesterday, I'm like, I'm not going to try to convince you. Yeah. But Jim's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to write your name and put it in there. He's pushy. Yeah. Well, well because last week... He you just were... wants me to do better. See, last maybe... week, you were upset at me because I didn't put your name in. And that is not a thing that happened. That is. That, that is not a thing You told that me directly that Jim put your name in. Because I didn't want you to put my name in, so I told you Jim did it so you wouldn't do it, knowing that Jim didn't do it, really. Right. So you just lied and made yes, up this I lied whole big, to you. huge lie. And then you get mad when you get called out for it every week. So really... I don't remember being mad at anyone ever. You know, I always... Talking, except for right now. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I, I said at the beginning of this podcast that I was the reluctant hero, but maybe it's Heather who's the reluctant hero. Yeah. Probably. That's true. Yeah, but you said You're that so maiden. angry. Yeah, Heather said that so angry. You're the princess. I'm the maiden. You just said I'm the man. Princess. No, you said man first. See, even, he said maiden. Yeah. Oh, he did? Damn it. You're going to hear that on the replay, too, and you're going to be like, fuck. Yeah, no, I believe Why you. can't I be the maiden fair and the hero? Not the maiden fair, the maiden true. I want to be fair and true. Too bad. And the hero. Oh, my God. Okay, Typical woman. Let's have it all. Yeah. I need everything. Why can't a girl be both? I want to be a CEO and a woman and a housewife all at the same I'm just time. And a doctor. There's a lot of talking over With each kids. other. Okay, so... What I said was when I start up, like let's say if I say, okay, I'm Tony Gussie here with the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden fair and true. It just doesn't have the same ring. And mm-hmm. you know it doesn't. Okay. Look, if a maiden true, when you say that, it doesn't it doesn't mean an ugly maiden. I didn't think so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, nobody thought that. Huh? <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, she's like, why, why don't you say the maiden fair and true? But it's like, it's understood, you know? I just forgot what you said and said a different thing. Yeah, but not, what I was saying was you're the reluctant hero, which yeah. was like a compliment, but just like a woman, it went to your head. So Forgetful maiden. Shows me for trying. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the After I'm Pro done. podcast. Uh, I should add on here, too, if you have any comments or questions or hate 
you can go to uh, let's see sidelinesatire.com slash after improv uh, we're available on iTunes or you can reach us on Twitter at at Tony Augusti Tony Common Spelling the month August I don't know why or Ultimate John Yar J-O-H-N Y-A-R like a pirate that's what I think of so anyway, yar. yar, he John Yar. That's what I say all the time, like a mental patient. Okay, boss, you'll eat soon. You want to eat, boss? Boss, you want to eat? Look at those ears. Oh, he's getting up. See, see. Do the bow. Let's see if he does the bow. There oh, it is. Boss wants Bowing to eat. Bowing like a boss. I'm gonna get you some foodie food, boss. Okay. I say foodie food to my dog. I'm not embarrassed. Fuck you guys. Anyway. For after, uh, oh no, for, I always forget how to sign off. I was a print journalist. Okay, uh, for Jim Harper, John Yar, and Heather Anonymous, I am Tony Gusty, and this has been After Improv. Play us out, Jim. John, I thought you were going to sing on that. I almost did, but then I looked at him. I'm like, no, look at how much fun he's having. Okay. You know what I really liked about the last podcast? Wait, hold on, hold on. Before you say anything? (laughs) Yeah. Let me stop it.